everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Well, it's be- it's starting to become the time in my kids' journey mm-hmm. where we have to kind of start talking about college and their future and stuff like that. Oh, I remember right? those days. Our oldest is in 11th grade. Yeah. And oh, yeah. This is the year you start then, looking. And right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like we want to help him start figuring out like what he might want to do or just start trying to think. Yeah. Oh, I know. High school. <laughs> oh, I know. I just talked to a client yesterday that was in the same boat. She has three boys and her oldest is a junior. And she said, he's so shy and he just doesn't know, you know, I'm so worried he's not mm. um, going to be able to sort of advocate for himself or he's not going to know what yeah. he's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's number one concern is like, like, will they even go to college? Like, do they want to go to college? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's every parent's concern, to be fair. Yeah. 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 So, like, we, you know, like, we want, like, we want a lot for him, right? right. Like, we want him to be able to, like, you know, use kind of like, uh, like what we have to offer for him, right. like helping him get right. into college and through college right. and supporting him in through that part of life and like we want him to find a passion mm-hmm. we want him to find a good job we want him to be like yeah. a successful adult like we want all of these things for him right um does he want any of a, that i wonder no as a typical like 17 year old boy kid <laughs> boy yeah even worse male <laughs> um like he doesn't want anything you know he's just like oh, i don't know like what do you want to do ethan just gonna hang out with my friends later. Like, no, out of life, dude. Come on. <laughs> A little higher level. I'd like spaghetti tonight. Like, okay. Like, I see this is going nowhere. <laughs> well, I think it's really, I mean, I think parents are always in that frame. And, you know, whether it be, I guess I, I guess I should correct something I said a minute ago because you said we, you know, we really want him to go to college. And I said, well, every parent does. I guess what I would say is, what every parent wants, in my opinion, is that their child has every opportunity to be more successful mm-hmm. than the parent was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I think there's this huge push. You want more for them than they want for themselves. And it starts, I think it starts at a young age. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's kind of like some bit of human nature, yeah. right? You you want like the next generation to be able to do better, yeah. Maybe then, yeah. Than you did. I think I think subsequent children after the first, you're a little more relaxed. At least we were. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, with our first, we just pound, 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 pound. You know, like poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know, constant pressure to. Well, can't you try to be out? You know, can't you be this? Can't you do that? Can't you be like? Don't you want to try out for this sport? Like, don't you want to try to be on varsity? Don't you want to try to go to the best college mm-hmm. that you can? You know, what kind of degree do you want? And and 
yeah, it's just like this ridiculous pressure. With the second one, we still had that same kind of pressure, but we were a lot more relaxed. You know, it was yeah. like, well, these are sort of the things that we expect of you. But I I personally, as a mom, I'm not losing sleep like I did with the first mm. one just because of me, not him. <laughs> Sweet. By the time our third hits, yeah, we'll yeah. just be like, meh, do whatever you want. Exactly right. <laughs> you want to live in the garage? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think well, there's we a... See, like, Go ahead. Yeah, we see it like with our kids, right? Like this, we want stuff for them yeah. and we kind of want them to want it. Yeah. But other, but that doesn't happen. And this happens actually all the time. Even like I see this at work all the time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right. I see it way so, more. Yeah, for sure. I do too. This idea that like we might have a coworker mm-hmm. or an employee and we just want them to step up into a new role we want them to take more initiative we like we Mm -hmm. want things for them Mm -hmm. like when we can see it but then they if they don't want it yeah it becomes really frustrating i think it's even more frustrating when what we want for them is something that we are offering to give them Hmm. you know like in the work situation you talk about Mm -hmm. you know coworkers and wanting them to step up you know if there's free development opportunities or you know, uh, opportunities for them to grow themselves and they don't take it. And you have had a lot to do with making those options available. It's even more frustrating. And, and, um, and, and I see it too in coaching all the time, you know, mm-hmm. with leaders that are feeling this huge pressure to, to provide the perfect conditions and circumstances for people. And then they just can't understand when the person doesn't rise to the occasion. Yeah. It happens all the time. All all the time. So like what's going on there? It's like like we want we see something for somebody, an opportunity, right? Yeah. And we say, Oh, that'd be that'd be great for them to take that opportunity, right? Like whether it's like my kids going to college right. or a or, coworker, mm-hmm. uh maybe stepping into a promotion. And and maybe we even we work so hard to set up a scenario for them. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it as easy as possible. Right. Yes. And then when they don't take that, right. it feels like um like a slight against you. It's a, disa- or it's a huge disappointment. A it's disappointment a huge personal or like, disappointment. I did all this effort to help you yeah. and now you're not. Yeah. And why why? Right. You know what? It also it isn't even just those obvious cases of parenting and coworkers. You know where else you see it? All, all the time. Mm. Any place that you're in relationship with someone, it could be a friend, a best friend. It could be mm-hmm. your parents. It could mm. it could be your siblings. It could be anybody that you mm-hmm. and and you know what I think that the link is to all of this is your your personal investment and how you tie your success to that person. Oh, right. That's so. Like you see yourself as a helpful person. Yep, and maybe part of the story you tell yourself like your dialogue is like oh, i'm so helpful i'm gonna help this person i'm mm-hmm. gonna you know launch them into the next phase and like you start feeling a bit like the hero character mm-hmm. in this person's life yeah and then then when they don't do it that leaves you like with some resentment yeah and actually people get kind of downright mad about it too mm. and they actually can start lashing out at the person this is all under mm-hmm. the, you know, this is all under the covers. I don't think people c- are overtly throwing themselves into these patterns, but I think it's very, yeah. very common. And I yeah. think 
um, you know, like with with parenting, it's more obvious. Like you can say, well, this is the experience I had when I was growing up in my family structure, where I lived, what was available to me. And I'm going to be I'm going to have it be different for my kids. My kids are going to have an experience that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes more sense. It's like everybody can see the 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 clear intention, you know, and that a parent feels overly responsible for their children. Most parents do anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, and so they they take on that burden of responsibility when really they have no business taking on that burden when it gets mm. to a certain point. Right. So I think mm-hmm. it's more obvious when you look at like relationships like parent and children, but it becomes a lot more complicated when it is you in relationship with other people and you are the person trying to elevate them beyond a state that they want to be. Mm-hmm. It really, at that point, has nothing to do with that person. Mm. It has nothing to do with that person. It has everything to do with you. And what are what are you trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to, what's the story you're telling yourself? That this person and what they do, that you have such a great investment in, that you're going to be angry if they don't do it, or you're going to be resentful, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or at least frustrated. <laughs> at least frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a um I had a particular client years ago and and he's actually the one who gave me and us this great idea for the podcast today. He um in his early um in his early stages of being a manager, um, this is a very common thing that he would do is he would sit down mm. and during his one to ones, he felt he was doing them a favor. He would sit down with all of his direct reports and he would say mm-hmm. You know, even if they had been in the same role for 15 years and it was manufacturing and they loved being in their role and they had no intention of doing something different, he would have this pressure, this internal pressure to offer them something else. Don't you want to do this? Don't you want to be more? Don't you Mm want to make more money? Don't you want to be a manager? You know, like really, really pushing. And, um, and, And they didn't. But he felt since he had been elevated to this new role that that was what his job was is to constantly push other people to elevate. Mm-hmm. And he had such a hard time um, with the fact that they, a lot of people just really didn't want that. They were very happy in, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the role that they had. They were very happy with the money they had. They had a lot of other interests, a lot of other things that they just didn't have that same investment yep. at work. And he couldn't understand that. And it became yeah. something that was a huge burden for him and not them. Yeah, I think that's a key part of of this is that like what I what I'll see is like a lot of times we'll we'll try to map our own mm-hmm. track or our own life desires mm-hmm. onto someone else. So like yes. what I want yeah. for someone is for them to do the thing I want to do. Yes. <laughs> or follow the path I went on. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. But that's not for everybody, like you said. Like, actually, that's only for one person, and that's me. So, right. So, like, I should. So, it, but it's so easy to map, like, I know that onto other people and say, "Oh, shouldn't you want to climb the corporate ladder? Because I climbed the corporate yeah. ladder, and I think you should do that too." And, and some people are like, "I don't want to do yeah, that. I have like, no interest in doing that. <laughs> you ruined your family doing that. Why would I want to do that?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Or I have more interests outside of my office that make it absolutely fine totally. for me to make the money yeah. I make and do the stuff I do so I can be out of there yeah. at five every day and go do my yeah. thing or whatever. And similar with kids, right? Like 
a lot of us like followed a very prescriptive, almost like high school, yeah. college job track. Yeah. And maybe that's not for our kids, yeah. right? Yeah. My, but my... we want to, we, we say like, hey, that that process got me to where I am. So maybe that will work for my kids, right? right? At, you know, last night, my daughter was over and we were watching Father of the Bride. So she's getting married. So we're having fun watching all these wedding you movies. Watch all the marriage <laughs> Yeah, movies. they're super funny. But this one is actually not the original with um, Steve Martin. This one is with Andy Garcia and Gloria Estefan. So it's a, it's a Cuban Latin version. Mm. And... Mm -hmm. um, it's exactly the same thing. It's like he had these two daughters. Andy Garcia had these two daughters and he wanted them. You know, one was a lawyer and one was all over the map. She wanted to design dresses, but she was young and didn't have, you know, she didn't show any drive or initiative. And mm -hmm. he had come from Cuba with a couple of nickels in his pocket. And he throughout the whole movie, he just kept like pounding this drum like this is what mm -hmm. I started. And then I did this. And he was a very prominent architect that was well known mm -hmm. in Miami, right, in the movie. And um, he just kept pounding on that drum to a point where he drove his family apart mm -hmm. because he was so adamant that he gave them these opportunities and they were not taking them and it was their fault. You know, yeah. to a point yep. where he was. And how many movies are made of that? Parents being disappointed. It's by so many. A so million. This is like a, yeah. like Cliche. one of the handful of like yeah. movie templates. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, and so, yeah. So I think it's really, really typical. But, you know, another place that I think that um, I mentioned it just briefly, but I think another place is with friends. Mm. I, um, you know, I've had friends that have been close, close friends and I've been. Like, you know, like I've always talked about in the pods before, I had a pretty rough upbringing when I was young. You know, my mom and I moved a lot, divorced many times. My mom was divorced multiple times. And um, we did not have a lot of money when I was growing up. And so it was, it was challenging. And so I worked so hard to not replicate that. Mm. Somewhere I got it in my craw that, Kids either replicate what they know or they do the opposite of what they had. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was just going to be that opposite, right? So I worked my tail feathers off to, <laughs> to, make a, to make a place for myself that I'm proud of. And because of that, there's a, a lot of times where I still catch myself seeing my friend groups and thinking about it from that perspective. Mm. It's like, why don't you, right? And the minute you start any phrase yep. with why don't right. <laughs> you or why can't you, there that you you know you're on the wrong path. Mm -hmm. um, but that's happened where I've, I've just not been able to understand my friends a lot in life, knowing what their childhood was like, knowing what that they were given every opportunity. And then they just don't they don't take it. They don't take it. They don't yeah. create more. And they don't yep. stand in their own power that they just allow whatever. It's good enough. It doesn't matter. And that's been something that's been very challenging for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting spot where it's like when, especially if, if you've come from yeah. you know, uh, nothing. Yeah. And then you see someone who had a bunch of resources available to them. Yes. Like yep. they could have got like they they could have gone to college. They could have done this, you know, yeah. and then like, why didn't you take those opportunities? Yeah, yeah. Like, you had it all in front of you, and I had to grind it out right. for a 
decade. Right, right. Right. Yeah. And I, and I just think, you know, again, it's there's a judgment in there, right? There's mm-hmm. a huge judgment in there on my part. And it's that's my inventory I need to be taking. It's like, why is it? Why am I so invested in that they should be doing something differently? Like, mm-hmm. and why do I get really mad when I see that they're not? I mean, yeah. even our, even in our 50s now, it's like, that's not fair. That's mm-hmm. not fair. Um, and yet I think it's really normal human nature. Yep. Yeah, and like you were saying earlier, when you peel back some of those decisions mm-hmm. that people make for themselves, mm-hmm. it it often just comes down to like the, the things they value are just different than the things you value. Right, right. Right? Like if some people might like value, right, the, the climbing the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. but like you said, others m- might value their like so- like their hobby, you know, like... Like, I know yep. people that, like, you know, have good enough jobs, but their passion is playing music. Yeah, and so right. they'll, they'll, it's like the job is just an end to give them enough money and yeah. mostly time so they, they can love. go do all their, yeah. you know, gigs on the weekend. Yeah. There's something in here, I think, to just recognize in our own feelings, because I think that there's, in the judgment, I think that there's a mirror happening there. I think that sometimes when people are faced with the same stuff and you want to push something for someone else, like you want them to have something um, and they don't take it. I honestly think that there's something in here that people mirror and say, I know what that feels like. I know Mm. how this is. I've been in this place or the crossroads that they're in scares me. Because it, I recognize that. Like, I mm-hmm. recognize their feeling. I recognize their situation. And I'm, I'm worried because it reminds me of me. It reminds me of what I, yeah. it reminds yep. me of where I was and what I could have done. And I'm so mm-hmm. afraid that somehow watching them or sensing where they are, that it's somehow going to come back on me. Yeah. And I, right. I think that's or, where people, that's where it gets really sticky. And that's where that investment yep. comes. Yeah, we have some uh, younger friends, like in their early 20s. Yeah. And like kind of watching them and navigate their <laughs> early 20s. I mean, you know what I your know. early 20s were like. Like you have no money, like right. even roommates and rent is a right. mess, right? right. Like or yes. first jobs is a mess. Like it's all a mess. It's all a mess. And um, but watch, you know, like talking to them about where they are in life very much reminds me and my wife of like, what it was like for us then. Yeah. And you're right. It was scary. Yeah, it <laughs> and we, is scary. All we want to do is like try to help. Yeah. But right? part of it's well like meaning. going through it. Well-meaning. You know? Let me sit yeah. down and give you a bunch of advice. You didn't ask for right, it. Right, exactly. It's so important that you hear it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so one other, just to shift it a little bit, yeah. is another thing I think about with this idea of like wanting more for others than they want themselves. And mm-hmm. we were talking, you were talking about how parents want the next generation to do better than they did. Yeah. That's a really interesting concept because I think over the past, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I'm a little skeptical about how far that mm. line of thinking can go. Yeah. Mm. Because over the past, you know, say even 100 years right. with, you know, with technology, I mean, think about 100, let's say 120 years, um, you know, like cars, planes, computers, 
internets. Like, yeah. I mean, so crazy amounts of sort of like economic explosion. Yeah. Um, like how I mean, look at a house and... today mm -hmm. compared. Look into the base, the very basic minimum house that you would buy today right. versus what a hundred years ago. It's insane. Yes. Right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like how far can this like improvement of quality of life go? Oh, right. I agree. And mm -hmm. will we have a generation? And I'm actually kind of wondering if we're at it right now where our children might not actually be able to have an increased in. And this is again, this is a, I'm using like a, almost like a, I don't like it, but like a classic measurement of quality yeah, of yeah. life, which generally equates to stuff, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I'm not a super fan right. of. But this idea, like, will they actually be able to like have a job that they make more than I do, that right. they have a bigger house, they have a fancier car. Yeah, you know, that like, they have they more. Like, they just have more. They have more on those, on those measures than I did. And I'm like, that's good. That's a pretty high bar. Well, you know what? <laughs> so I can't, I can't want that for them because like it would put them in a really pressured situation. Well, herein lies the whole conversation. We want more for them than they want for themselves. But it is like, what does your term more even mean? And right. the things that you're valuing, like I think we talked about this in an earlier pod, which we probably have, but there, we were talking about how each generation maps out, right? And the in the generations mm -hmm. before us, it was always like, look at what our generation did for you. Like, look what yeah. we've done to make you, your life wonderful and to be in this amazing country. And all that's truth, right? Okay, but as the generations have, have been continuing, um, they were saying, I, where was it? Maybe it was a visiting, I can't remember. But they were saying <laughs> yeah. how um, now... This generation is looking at the older generations and saying, look what a mess you've made. We don't yeah. want this. We don't want any part of this. And so they are <laughs> radically going in a different direction, which then yeah. causes our viewpoint of what, quote, more is for them. And it flies in the face of that. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's like, yeah, you're very specifically kind of like describing the baby boomer generation, which is like sort of like this almost like status symbol-y like, yeah. hey, the big house shows how successful I was, blah, 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 right? Um, but then like so, well, the younger generation, it's like much more about lifestyle yeah. and time. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm thinking like, oh, what what's, what's us Gen Xers thing? All the Gen Xers are trying to do is like keep this shit together. Totally. Like, oh my God! Yes, we're absolutely. We're just hanging we're on by to, a thread. We're not trying to make it better. <laughs> we're not trying to make it. We're just trying to just freaking keep it somewhat duct taped together until the kids can just take it over. We're strong. I can't arming. wait till they oh do that. Oh my God! You're so right. It's like we're strong. We've got the straight arms going on either side, right? Like get, know, trying to right? get the Heisman to the old and the Heisman uh, to the new, and everybody just leave us alone. We're doing our best. I know, and and there's not that many of us because there's a population dip then, and it just like, it's too much. Oh, I'm I just feel so good. This is such a nice way to start the day having this conversation. I feel like a loser. I'm gonna go crawl under my bed, <laughs> my big bed with really fancy bedding. I'm just gonna well, crawl under it. <laughs> at least we can take it in good humor. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Well, this is fun. This is a good conversation. Yeah, the 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 for right or wrong, one of the things that whenever I get into a 
uh, a thought pattern or like a little cycle of like, oh, like I really want to help my kid figure out what his career is going to be <laughs> and this and that. I just always go back to like thinking like that's that's me. That's on me, right? That's not yeah. I, that's not a him problem. That's a me problem. Yeah, exactly. That's um, a good way to say that. Yeah, and and just like calm it down. Yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean. Like like all the pressure to all of my anxiety mm -hmm. pressured onto him isn't going to make him act any better than he no. is now. It probably will actually make him act worse. Yeah, and definitely pull away more because that expectation is just yeah. insurmountable. Like they, they're not, so like yeah. if I want to build a better relationship with him, if I do actually want him to figure it out, I have to give him the space yeah. to do it. And, yeah. and like the support to to say, and the support for him to say, like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know what I want to do. Exactly. And that's okay. Yeah, but I'm so, working on a tiny house on let, wheels in the backyard yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's all right, interesting. Cool. Well, this is a fun, fun conversation. Yeah, um, it, is, it is. And I think it's a really good opportunity for people to just sort of sort of consider where their expectations are with the people around them and how, who they're close to. Yep. And ask you know, instead of jumping to like, here's what you should do, yeah. or here's, or mapping your experience onto someone else, yeah. just ask them what they find valuable in life. Totally. What, what are their mm, so goals good. and values? And, and then, and then if you're going to, if you're going to give a suggestion, <laughs> base it on that. And be curious instead of judgmental. Yeah. Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.